this June 15th through 17th. Come down to the Colorado Convention Center for the first annual Denver Comic-Con. The Denver Comic-Con will be visited by plenty of amazing guests like Kristen Bauer from True Blood or Will Wheaton from Star Trek The Next Generation. Hey, Futurama fans, guess what? Billy West is going to be there. Tom Kane, Steven Siegel, Greg Wiseman. Realize your dream by meeting one of your favorite comic book artists in Artist Alley. Hey, dorks, does Darth Nerd keep on beating you in lightsaber? Good news, they have Jedi training. Are you looking for a really hard-to-find comic? Well, Denver Comic-Con's got so many vendors, they had to move to a bigger room. Hey, nerds, you want to get screwed out of your Vulcan minds? Try Sci-Fi Speed Dating. Buy your tickets online at denvercomiccon.com to the Comic-Con that's a mile above the rest. In Colorado, there is only one place that has the best selection of collectibles, Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics. For over 27 years, Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics has been the ultimate destination for collectors. They have a wide selection of hard-to-find coins, action figures, role-playing cards. You can go over there and get yourself a copy of Dominion uh, and sports memorabilia. Hey, Peyton Manning's a Bronco. I was there yesterday. They have a signed Peyton Manning jersey. And, of course, they've got comics, which is what I go there for. All their back issues are half off. On Saturday, all dollar issues are only 50 cents. And if you sign up for a hold slot, you'll get 20% off graphic novels and comics. So stop by 6700 Wadsworth Boulevard in Arvada, Colorado, and tell them the real nerd sent you. Hey, everybody. Ryan from Real Nerds here. I'm here with my good friend Joe of Birdman Barbecue. Joe, why don't you give us a little bit of history of Birdman Barbecue? Well, actually, it's a family recipe been passed down uh, for, uh, for generations. My wife's dad has it now, and uh, we're just now starting to bottle it up. We've got two different flavors, uh, original and spicy, so if you want a nice kick to the back of your throat, Try that spicy. And now we've also got a rub, too. So uh, You know, Joe, I have to be honest. I love the spicy barbecue. And if you put your rub on burgers with a spicy barbecue, off the chain. I'm glad that you're being honest, Ryan, because that's what we like is off the chain. You know, Thank you I'm, for trying that. I'm so glad that you like that I said off the chain because what's even more off the chain is you guys go around Colorado and other places and you actually enter in contests for your barbecue sauce if you want anything. Uh, yeah, I mean, we, uh, we, we've entered our sauce in quite a few contests, uh, and actually we, we uh, got second place uh, in the Frisco Barbecue Competition. So for our sauce, just the sauce, that's, that's, that's pretty cool. We've also won you know, different categories for side items and different things like that, but the sauce winning was, was the crowning, crowning achievement. And you know what's so sure. cool about being in Colorado is I can go to places around town to pick up the sauce. Where can I get yeah, the sauce? Yeah, go to your local area Ace Hardware stores. Uh, check out Ruff's Barbecue in Golden. Uh, we're, and then check out your local festivals, uh, Frisco, Dillon. We're uh, hitting up all those this year. So, And also, I know, too, you also run contests on your Facebook page. If you get a certain amount of likes, you always do a free drawing for a free bottle of barbecue sauce. Where can we find you on Facebook? Absolutely. It's uh, birdmanbbq.com. Or on Facebook, I guess. It's just Bird birdmanbbq on Facebook. Uh, check it out. Uh, yeah, every hundred likes that we get we uh enter everybody that likes us into a drawing for a bucket of barbecue which is a, a bottle of each sauce and one of our rubs so awesome so yeah make sure you like birdman barbecue check out joe when he's doing little things around town with frisco and winning competitions you know what the barbecue sauce is delicious <laughs> Oh, 
Aloha, loyal listeners. Welcome to Real Nerds. I am Ryan. To my left is... James. Across the room is... Joe. And in Calcutta is... You're still doing this joke. <laughs> <laughs> Can I be on the Death Star or something nerdy like that? No. Oh, I, shit. Let's get him on the Death Star next week. Do you think he's really Death Star material? Well, first Death Star. Maybe a cut. You know, like this. No, maybe I could second be, I one. Could be like Stormtrooper. Like, oh, like it's not quite done yet. Like, yeah, like mm-hmm. they brought him in because all the good construction and guys the worst died part on the first was one. He was like two days away from retirement. Yeah, mm. yeah, right. <laughs> I don't like where my story's going. <laughs> <laughs> uh, May the fourth be with you. May the fourth be with you. Hey, oh, if you great. have never listened to Real Nerds before, oh, I should mention that Joe is a special guest today. Joe, <laughs> thank you for stopping by. Hey, thanks for having me. My oldest friend. Not like age-wise, but me and Joe have known each other since we were babies. Joe's the only guy who ever married you. It is. Well, I mean, like, he he made you married. Like, you're not married. He is officially a reverend. He is officially (laughs) a reverend by the power bestowed upon him by the internet people. By the internet. Um, But anyways, if you've never listened to us before, we discuss entertainment news. We also talk about comic books we've been reading, some DVDs, Blu-rays we've been watching, and we have a featured movie of the week, and this week kicked off summer, and this week we saw Disney Marvel's The Avengers. <laughs> have you, I've been getting emails from Disney all week, and it says, check out Disney's Marvel's The Avengers. Oh, man. And but it's, know, not, it's not that Disney is owning The Avengers, it's that it's Disney's Marvel, yeah. and Marvel's The Avengers. Yeah, no, it's, uh, what's great is I remember when Disney bought Marvel, I was so excited. It's like two of my favorite companies merged. Because, you know, the only reason the House of Mouse bought them was for the, the characters. And the, oh, yeah. You know, because I was... the money. Well, I was reading an interview with Rich Ross, who's no longer with Disney, and he said that they have Aww. a hard time appealing to young boys. Because, you know, the girls, it's easy, you know, princesses and stuff like that. But now That's that they sexist. have Marvel, that they can, you know, appeal to the the boys and spider-man and oh yeah that makes sense well I mean, and, it, you, and it means that for the rest of time we get to speculate about whether or not there's going to be a marvel pixar movie yeah probably never oh, that would be cool. oh but i'm waiting <laughs> that'd be awesome that'd be awesome if it was a part of real news well i mean there was Unbelievable! <laughs> that was an amazing <laughs> cut into real news and james just blew it well i all right fine it's real news We never have good Guess what, guys? I have some news. I'm going to make The Evil Dead, and I'm just going to shoot it. I'm going to distribute it. I'm going to call it The Evil Dead. What? Sam Raimi's going to sue me because of it? This is a real story. Some guy actually thought that if he made a movie called The Evil Dead whatever, that Sam Raimi and the people, Bruce Campbell, Rob Tappert, the gentlemen who own the rights to The Evil Dead and are currently making an Evil Dead remake... Um, would just say, eh, what are you going to do, you know? <laughs> so, uh, what was the name of it? It's like Rude Awakening or something was the name of the company that's producing this movie. So, they're being sued by Sam Raimi because... As well they should. This is real? Uh, no yeah. Name, no Name Outfit is making trying to make a movie called The Evil Dead something. And it pissed off Sam Raimi and he's suing him. Death Star Brad, can you believe this news? <laughs> <laughs> uh all right, oh, carry on. Yeah. Well, uh, Joe asked it was, it was Brad a direct be, question, and yeah. Brad didn't answer. <laughs> it was Sorry. either going to be called... Communications are a little slow <laughs> to, to, into a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> it was either going to be called Evil Dead Consequences or Evil Dead Genesis of the Necronomicon, neither of which are good titles. That is awesome. Hey, you know what movie the Necronomicon makes an appearance in that is outside of the Evil Dead canon? Um, yes, but I can't remember... 
It is Jason Goes to Hell. They were shooting it at the same time on the same lot, and the director, who's terrible for Jason Goes to Hell, uh, is a big fan of Sam Raimi, and he asked if he could borrow the Necronomicon and put it in Jason Goes to Hell, and Sam says, sure. There's something that I've actually watched yeah, something that it shows up I on. thought that they yeah. talked about a Necronomicon and uh, something else creature. recently. It's in Futurama at one point. Yeah, they, but I'm they definitely about, like something else yeah. though. Like, no, you and I made. are on the same. Mm. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, I think it was an episode of Game of Thrones because they've been pulling just bullshit out all week. <laughs> um, and my last little bit of news uh, before we fuck, I totally skipped over how we usually do it, but that's okay. That's right. We fuck this but, up every week. It's like yeah. we're professionals. I know, right? Uh, but did you guys see the new Spider-Man trailer? That was pretty awesome. Oh, that was really yes. Awesome. Is Honestly, the whole movie uh, take place at night? Because I didn't see any day <laughs> shots in that trailer that I can remember. Um, um, possibly. That's a fair point. No, those opening shots where he's just standing on a dock, it's dawn, so mm-hmm. the night is over. Okay, so 5% those of the movie. Prob- yeah. Those are probably Did you guys see it in movie. 3D? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It was pretty badass. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I think the 3D. I, I, when I first saw the trailer... Uh, the second one, not the first one. The second yeah, not one, the, not the teaser. Yeah, where he's swinging around that antenna and comes around and kicks the lizard. Mm-hmm. I yeah. thought it looked amazing in 3D. Yeah, yeah. Um, Even when he sits sitting on all the webs that are going across the mm-hmm. sewer, and yeah. just it looked like the webs were coming out and stuff like that. I was like, that's but that's it, it's cool really shot. funny because I don't know if you noticed in the trailer. There's a really uh, a quick shot of the lizard in the lab coat, and uh, on mm. superhero hype, they posted the the Sony actually released a picture of the lizard in a lab coat. Uh, threatening one of his lackeys or something. And, of course, when they first released pictures of the lizard, he wasn't in a lab coat. And the... What, what was the name you have for fanboys online? Trolls. The trolls <laughs> online. Uh, they were... The first thing they say when they saw the lizard, oh, where the fuck's his lab coat? Like, that's a defining character, ter- yeah. character trait of the lizard. Yeah. So when they released a picture of him actually in a lab coat, uh, the first thing is says, finally, the lab coat makes an appearance. <laughs> like, that's what you're hon- honing in on? Well, it is. It's a... It's a it's a little detail that makes him slightly different than Killer Croc. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It makes I mean it, he's a better character than Killer yeah, Croc. But totally better. Oh, and he's uh, uh, Brad rolls his eyes. The <laughs> Batman fan. Oh, he totally is, dude. The story the story of the lizard. Yeah, is way Kurt better Connors than is Killer way Croc. better. Yeah, yeah, they're both equally lame. All right. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, okay, tell me the story of the lizard, and then you can judge. <laughs> I, I don't know the story. Of the oh, so he's just lame. Uh, you don't know the story. Other than he's really protective of his son. I don't know, what else. and he's missing an arm. Whatever. Yeah. There's an actual connection with the the hero that is missing in the Killer Croc story, which, as far as I'm, I, I understand, Killer is Killer Croc is just a gangster. There's with a guy, a skin disease, and he gets <laughs> a croc on his face. But uh, my last little Spider-Man news is I read a huge interview with Mark Webb on Slash Film, and one of my biggest fears with the new Spider-Man was I was afraid they weren't going to kill Uncle Ben in it. Yeah, and I was reading his. They actually asked him that question directly. And he said one of the mandates that Marvel would not budge on wow. was the death of Uncle Ben transforming Peter Parker into who he is. Wow. Um, the parents, his parents, you know, disappearing and stuff, like, drives him. But his death of Uncle Ben turns him into Spider-Man. So, so he, he okay. says he handles it a different way. I'm interested. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, because it doesn't necessarily need to be the... You know, Peter Parker was trying to be a wrestler, and yeah. that's the guy who kills Uncle Ben. Go dot like, but as long as it's Uncle Ben is dead, Peter feels somewhat responsible. That's all we need. Yep. Um, and I, I, I'm really excited about it because my problem with the first real trailer was that so much of it was origin story stuff. Yeah. That I know that it wasn't just me 
but a, a lot of people were getting tur- turned off by, well, you're just remaking. This yeah, is so clearly even, a reboot. And this trailer doesn't touch the origin. Yeah, he even this said that is just like, uh, in the interview, cool. too. He said when he released that trailer, they forced him to release something. And he said nothing was even close to being done. That's why uh, the, when he was swinging, it looked really fake. Yeah. He said they forced him to. I guess that, that scene is in the movie. But he says you won't even recognize it huh. uh, because it's rendered more and yeah. there's more into it. So, well, yeah, and like in that first trailer, the lizard does not. The little bits of the lizard you see do, do not look very good. No, uh-huh. I feel like I missed out on this first trailer. The only thing that I remember as a first trailer was that teaser one where it's just like in first person, yeah, climbing through stuff. That's yeah, that's the only thing that like I, a I remember. Video game, yeah, the yeah. video game one. Yeah, uh, you didn't miss much because honestly, like I was always excited about uh, Amazing Spider-Man, but when I saw that first trailer. I got, I got. Real me too. Scared. I was really scared. Not the only trailer to ever scare me. Speaking of which, yeah. So uh, yeah, that's it for my news. Uh, but since we're still on me, did you guys know that the movie we saw last week was number five at the box office? What? Surprising. Yeah. Was it surprising? Didn't I like that movie? What, why? What did we see last week? We saw the five-year engagement. Yeah, I like that movie. Um, Think like a man was number one again with seventeen million. Ah oh, man. Five-year did ten million. Um, what did uh, do you have the numbers on um, the Raven? Uh, the, was Raven. the Raven was like eighth or something. It was like Ooh. three million or something. It was not Ooh. good. No, um, man. Again, if you want to look up any box office numbers, go to boxofficemojo.com. That's where we get our information, and you can find out that the Avengers has already done three hundred and four million dollars worldwide without the United States factored in. So or uh, the or the. The movie ticket went for today when I saw it a second time. That, yeah. That's not in that money That's either. not in there. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, at, thanks, at Box Office Mojo. Uh, next week for Blu-ray releases, uh, there's actually uh, two movies. I kind uh, One movie I kind of want to get and one movie I definitely get. Uh, the movie I kind of want to get is Underworld Awakening. It's on Blu-ray 3D, oh. Blu-ray, and DVD. Uh, me and Laura saw that together. Never it was seen fun. A single Underworld. I will totally borrow that movie Good from one. you. You should. I stopped after the first one. <laughs> you should, Joe. You should see the first one. Really? You think yeah. So? I've, there's never been anything. It, like, it looks like just like a hot chick in, in latex. That's what it is. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. And some one time she shoots at the floor. She shoots Shut a circle. Up. No, <laughs> she, shoot, she shoots a circle on the floor, and the floor breaks out, and then she falls like it's an elevator of broken floor, and then she falls to the level underneath, and it's cool. Does she have a hammer that breaks through shit? No. She's falling through shit. <laughs> she just, That's what I'm wondering. <laughs> she just has guns. Because I saw something else falling tonight, and it was pretty badass. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, Chuck Season 5 comes out, the last season of Chuck. I've never watched a show, but something tells me I should because I hear how great the show of Chuck is. Joe, you've seen it? it I, I watched. I, I really liked the first and second season of it, and then I stopped watching it. After, did you fall off, he, or like, did you not like it? I, oh, I mean, as soon as he became like a spy, too, I just like I just was like, man, yeah. I don't know. I, did, I stopped caring about it. Have you seen any it, of it? It lost the, I haven't the seen any of it, no. kitsch of what was yeah. it mm-hmm. was, you know, like he he was all of a sudden too badass, you know? Oh, pull the mic closer yeah. to my mouth. It's, yeah, hold it like a, hold it like you're... <laughs> Thank uh, you. Oh, oh. <laughs> like you're almost eating it, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, it's it, weird, yeah. I know, but... Until I feel we like I'm chewing on it. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am chewing on it. That's my secret. Mm. Um... That was a show that uh, it took me a, a while to get sort of into, and then when th- there would be days when they would just do marathons of it on TV, and I'd leave it on, and then I, then I sort of enjoyed it. Like it's it's it is you gotta you gotta get into the kitsch of that show, and that can be a little bit difficult. Uh, I would definitely say give it a try. Okay, you know, uh, I don't know if it's on Netflix or not, but if uh, it is, then it's easy. One movie that I'm gonna be pre-ordering as soon as we're done with this podcast is Tim and Eric's billion-dollar movie. <laughs> um, Are you gonna get the Blu-ray or the DVD? Oh, I'm getting the Blu-ray, dude. Cool. 
I have to borrow that movie from you, don't you I? You do. And it's so stupid, it's awesome. <laughs> uh, I really hope it has the uh, commercial that Will Forte's character does, because he sells swords in this mall. And <laughs> like part of their promo, if you went Sounds to the... so great. Oh, dude, it's, it's, <laughs> it's so stupid. But if, if you go to the promos for this uh, for the movie... It cuts to Will Forte, and it's this really goofy commercial, and he, and the whole time it just says, you're going to love my fucking swords! <laughs> and like, then it shows all these different swords, and it comes back to him, you're going to love my fucking swords! And that's the whole commercial. It's it's amazing. I, wanna, I, I, I just happened to stumble across the trailer for that uh, the other day, and... Yeah. I laughed my ass off. I have no idea what I was watching. Oh, I no. laughed my ass when, off uh, the time. When me and Brad went and saw it in the theater, <laughs> me and Brad were the youngest people there. There was old people there, and uh, I won't spoil the part where people got up and left, but <laughs> yeah, there was parts when people got up and left. Wow. <laughs> but the person who left, it was only like another five minutes in the movie, wasn't it? I don't remember. <laughs> it was just like, you know what? This isn't going anywhere. But, yeah, I, I can't stay like, for five minutes. I'm pretty sure minutes. none of these people saw the show, which I've, includes yeah. me. Yeah, I've never seen the show, but I still laugh my ass yeah. off. You know, uh, Will Ferrell is amazing. Shoot in him it. in the face. Yeah. Joe, have you ever seen no, the show? No, I want to have no, an open the show either. I'm, I'm really curious. I watched uh, Tom Goes to the Mayor. Yeah. I, I, I saw a couple. So I, I, I like what mayor. these guys do. You know, as far it, as yeah. comedy. it's bizarre, and you know, you you have to go into it with a mindset that you're not, you can't. I don't know. It's you're it's not really get funny. a linear dramatic. Yeah, it's. I mean, really random. Yeah, like when he's trying it's out. It's easy the, for me to get in that state of mind, guys. Yeah. Well, I'll be fine. We'll, <laughs> we'll I'm not worried about you. Uh, <laughs> it's because he. I mean, the part where he's stealing this guy's kid from this store that recycles used toilet paper. <laughs> and he's making the kid prance around like a horse. It's <laughs> looking at his teeth Sounds and everything. Amazing. Oh my gosh, it's amazing. <laughs> checking him out like checking him out like he's an animal. <laughs> the wolf in the pizza. Yeah. The pizza restaurant. <laughs> Thanks, Digital Bits. You know, if you go to Digital Bits and click on the box art there, they take you to a link directly to Amazon where you can order the Blu-rays and you support Digital Bits. So please do that. Independent website. And it's a really cool website. They now have video games on there too on the um upcoming releases, so Definitely check it out. James, what news do you have for me this week? There's a lot of sad stuff this week, but also some good things. Okay. But we're going to start with the bad stuff. What's the bad stuff? How much do you like AMC? I love AMC. Well, that's too bad. Uh, apparently, Dish Network is going to drop AMC as well as all of the AMC channels. What the fuck? I have um, Dish. Yeah, you do. Well, you should get DirecTV now. Uh, I literally just got Dish to get AMC and sports back. You did oh, not. Man. You did seriously not. just did. Well, well, maybe enough people get pissed off and they won't do it. Um, yeah, they're dropping AMC, IFC, Sundance, WeTV, everything that is owned by AMC right now. And the reason is because uh, <laughs> AMC owns... You, you couldn't hear it, but my wife just did this. WeTV. <laughs> I didn't, you're right, I didn't hear that. I know, because, I mean, what is it? Women Entertainment TV? Uh, so I it's a assume. bunch of bitching going on. Whoa. Whoa. Ew. All right. And we just lost all the women listening. There aren't any women. <laughs> there oh, no, are I'm not. here tonight. There are. What? I'm here tonight. There's going to be women. Oh. <laughs> so your wife will listen to your... She'll, she'll check she, it okay, out. Okay, cool. Watch. <laughs> Just so you know, Kelsey listens to the podcast. My wife won't even listen to yeah, it. Well, she she's going to listen when he's on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what? Still counts. But yeah, basically... Uh, the same download. Darn it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, AMC, uh, well, I guess a couple years ago, had a series of channels that they called Voom HD. I've never heard of them. I guess neither did anybody else because they all went under. Did had you? What yeah. were they? Back in like 2003, I tried it. when I was investigating HD channels. Oh. I, I was 
interested in trying them out because Comcast had like five HD channels at the time. So. Oh, um, okay. And they had commercials for it. It's, it wasn't. It wasn't good. It wasn't promoted very well. Yeah. Well, there. Well, this is part of why that is. Uh, is that Dish just dropped the whole thing, and so I guess since then AMC has been suing them for two point five billion dollars. Billion. Um, billion. Wow. Yes, billion. They sued Dish for two point five billion dollars, uh, citing a breach of con- contract. Um, and so it, they've gotten fed up, and they are dropping a, all of AMC's channels. Uh, which you you know the, this kind of news comes out quite a bit. Um, but usually it's like Directv says they'll drop some channel that's owned by Comcast. But that's usually because they're renegotiating their contracts. You know, you'll see those things where like FX, they'll have the guys from Always Sunny come on and be like, Directv is gonna drop FX. Go in and bitch to your Directv guy. And then you go in and he's like, Don't worry about it. We're just we're trying to get them to not take Leverage. so much of our money. You know. Um, so, but this is clearly not that. This is more serious. And if you have Dish, you should call them and complain because uh, it's shitty. It's really. I know because I really want to hear on the next Walking Dead. <laughs> well, here's the thing. AMC is the most, I think, the most important groundbreaking channel on TV right now. Like, even if you don't like the shows they're what? doing, Disney they're XD? doing they're doing stuff that's more interesting than what any of the premium channels are doing. Um, so it is. It's really a shame. I'm sorry, Joe. Joe just looks heartbroken Dude, over there. Br- I was like Breaking Bad and and The Walking Dead. Yeah. I was gonna have it back. And, and Breaking Bad's <laughs> coming back soon. Yeah, two months away from Breaking Bad. New Breaking yeah. Bad. Wait, so <laughs> when is this happening? Am uh, I gonna get to oh, watch Breaking Bad? No, don't worry. <laughs> uh, it ends as soon as the new season of Mad Men ends, and just as Breaking Bad starts, they're dropping it. Shut <laughs> up. No, I'm serious. Uh. It says that in the article. <laughs> um. <laughs> Shoot, yeah, no, I'm not finding the the, the exact... Th- oh, yeah, no. It will end uh, uh, at the end of the current Mad Men season. Yeah, he's exactly oh. right. Uh, so it will be gone, started with Breaking Bad. Oh, my God, he's crying. <laughs> my oh. soul is. Oh, now you better tell your wife not to listen to this. <laughs> she doesn't want to see you upset, Joey. Yeah. Fuck! <laughs> 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 Are you serious? I was so excited to get the dish, man! Yeah. <laughs> Damn! <laughs> All yeah, right. you know what? Carry on, news. Dish is so cheap. Call, to have. call them up. Uh, let them know. Yeah, mm. no, seriously, because it is, it is. It's really shit. And make sure you, you know, your subject of your email is "fuck you, Dish." <laughs> it's the kind of bullshit that just in general makes me want to cut the cord. You need to pull a Eric Cartman style t- uh, temper tantrum. <laughs> the Dish Network. You're fucking me, Dish Network. You're fucking me. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of cutting the cable. You can't really do that very well anymore because now, if you want to use Hulu, you have to have a cable subscription. It's not official yet. Uh, I mean, they're talking like they're definitely going to do it, but it's not. They haven't implemented their plan yet. Um, that would be basically, that surprising. No, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, Hulu has been useless for the last two years. Well, yeah, because Hulu's ran by TV. Yeah. So of course they're going to make a little. They could have taken this chance, and they could have taken what they had with Hulu and used it to push forward the inevitability of the future of television, which is that there won't be television and internet there will just be internet like it's it seems to me so obvious that why would you why would you fight this so much why don't you just figure out a way to make money on the internet uh in a way that is legitimate the way television wow, is. it's like, like we've even heard if it, this before like the music industry <sighs> yeah well yeah no we have i mean here's if hulu were a thing where every tv show was an hour long the way it is on tv but i can watch it on demand and it just has commercials in it i would probably do that like the the reason that I torrent stuff, I torrent stuff, is because I want to be able to watch it on demand. We're gonna be so doing a podcast one Friday night, and 
the FBI is going to come I'm busting just, no, in here. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, well, no, I just won't be here. They'll have taken me in the night. <laughs> Breaks in, shoots me in the yeah. head. Yeah. Oh, my YouTube. God. That's why That's why you don't hear about the RIA suing anybody anymore. Now they he, just kill you in the night now. He makes fun of my jokes, but now I'm sure he really wishes he's in Calcutta. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's pretty shitty. Yeah. Um, and it, it means that people who get pissed off by their Dish Network provider uh, can't just cut the cable and go internet because... You have to have you have to have cable now. Well, you got good news tonight. Um, <laughs> shit all over this night. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no. yeah. No, I did. Uh, uh, the well, no, no, I don't actually. Uh, Adam Yach from the Beastie Boys died at forty-seven. Oh, yeah. Didn't their career already did? Well, well, they tried oh, to come back recently. Oh, <laughs> well. Here's the thing. More important than him being from the Beastie Boys, the reason we're talking about this uh, is because he was one of the founders of Oscilloscope, which you I'm, you have probably seen a movie made by Oscilloscope, I think. I, I feel like I've seen quite a few recently. Exit um, Through the Gift Shop? Exit Through the Gift Shop is Oscilloscope. Uh, we need to talk about Kevin, which was a big indie sort of hit or, you know, a critical darling from last year. Um, was that... Uh, a film unfinished, uh, William S. Burroughs, A Man Unfinished, Wuthering Heights, um, uh, what's that? Uh, Dear Zachary was one of theirs. Like They've been making really, I think, interesting indie films for the last few years, uh, and it's it's kind of a shame that he's not there anymore. Um, so pour one out for the Beastie Boys in Beastie Boy fashion, I assume. I really don't know anything about hip-hop. I, you pour one out. Pour wh- I don't know what you pour out, but <laughs> you pour something. It's a phony on the flow. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No sleep till Brooklyn. I have some good news. Here we go. Here's some some good news. Universal is suing Global Asylum, uh, which uh, you've probably not heard of this company, but I have because I used to work at uh, Blockbuster. But they're these guys who put out a movie. Every time there's a big movie, they'll put out like... Like a a really crappy oh, homemade version. Of, I know, you know they're yeah. the guys who put out like Transmorphers. Yeah, yeah, that's the example yeah. I was going to use. Yeah, exactly. Cause, well, because that's the most obvious one. Well, it was like, how can you get a train too? Yeah, they did like snakes on a train. They did a they did a Cowboys and Aliens Cowboys vs Aliens one. Oh yeah, I can't remember. Well, they did, uh, was it Paranormal Entity is the one I remember because oh, like, even yes. the box art was exactly the same. Yeah. Um, well, this year they were putting out American Battleship. Which is so, the cover is the same, the art is all the same. Uh, I think the reason that this time they were able to say, like, we can sue you for this one. Uh, you know, the other ones, they would take the general idea and make a shitty version of it. But the, the, if you look at the box art for this, it is a space alien ship rising up out of the water behind a battleship. Which, if it were just aliens, like if it were a flying saucer fighting a battleship, they'd probably be safe. But the fact that the flying saucer... You know the fact that the alien ship is coming out of the water. I think that's the, their their leverage here is like you didn't even try this time, guys. Like you stole our paranormal entity looked just like paranormal activities. It does, yeah. Thing too. I mean, I, I had to do a double take when I was trying to figure out which one I was getting. I was like, oh yeah, this they did is that the with one. kids movies too. When the oh, Disney comes out, it's like them, yeah. Aladdin, and then you'll see <laughs> another Aladdin. It's My mom fell for it. Did she? Yeah. <laughs> oh man, no way. <laughs> That's the thing, and I, I don't even know how they stick around now because nobody's going into blockbusters and like being senile and seeing transmorphers and picking it up and getting it on accident, like or buying the movie at Best Buy. You know, I, I don't understand how these people make money in the first place. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously they do because I mean, there's tons of those movies. So, oh yeah, I mean maybe maybe grocery I, store DVD bins. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe like that, or maybe the because a lot of them are on Netflix. 
So maybe that way um, they yeah. still get seen because then you if, if people who like browse that. Netflix. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen one in a, in a red oh, box. Oh, really? I I I, I mean, I don't look for them because I, mean, I, I haven't been to a red box in a while. So I just, yeah, uh, I would be really surprised if they were renting them at red boxes. Um, two two last little things. Uh, Brad Bird's next movie, or at least what he's talking about being his next movie, uh, is going to be 1952, which is from a Damon Lindelof script that we don't know anything about. Um, but Disney is spending a lot of money and getting some big names on it and talking about like video games and comic books and doing a whole multimedia thing on it, uh, which I think is really exciting. Anytime that John Carter too, oh, dude, don't say that. I do, huh? Man, not not with these guys attached to it, you know. If it were lesser I like names, John Carter. I'm just saying that you know. I do too. I do Disney too. Disney putting a whole bunch of money behind a sci-fi movie is but Damon's eerily familiar. Yeah, but Damon Lindelof is at that point now where like. He's a he's about to be uh, like almost a home home name, you know. Like pe- people are gonna know who he is, I think. But I guess Disney um, does trust Lindelof because he, you know, yeah. lost. And oh yeah, well you know he's got Prometheus coming out this year. Um, plus he's on doing Star Trek and Brad Bird just made a big hit. So I I have a lot of faith and I think it's exciting. Should be yeah. But the coolest news of the week, the very coolest news of the week. Have you guys have heard of Phoenix Jones? Yeah, he's the yeah. guy up in Seattle that dresses up like a superhero, and like he 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 did it one week, and by now there are just dozens and dozens of people who will dress up like superheroes, homemade superheroes, and go out on the streets of Seattle and do like vigilante justice. Like Seattle has gone crazy with this stuff. Last time I, I am I am for real. Here, have you not seen it? Here, let me show you a picture of Phoenix Jones. Last time I checked, he this got is a, this is a real guy. Was ordered no to shit. stop. Yeah, somebody's doing it. Somebody's <laughs> really doing that. He has been for years. There was a there was He's a documentary. Yeah, yeah, no. Well, yeah, except he hasn't like been broken yet. Um, He's been shot. I know that. Yeah, he has been shot. Um, there was a documentary last year. I can't remember the title of it though. And they followed a few of these guys around, uh, and it was pretty cool. And uh, about six months ago, there was actually some news about it because uh, he sort of broke up a fight in the middle of the street and like some some crazy shit happened. A guy got hit by a car and it wasn't his fault, but he was there. And so he got some bad press for it. But I am about I'm so excited, Joe. I'm about to blow your mind. Mine's already blown. <laughs> but here's the thing. This week, this week, he got a supervillain. Shut up. Uh, yeah, there was a guy who released a video online. His name is Rex Velvet. <laughs> that sounds like a he has a name. he has a poster that says Seattle deserves a proper villain. He wears a mustache and uses a cane, uh, a cane and like a, ca- a like a katana. Uh, and you should watch this tra- this trailer. Go out there and just go to YouTube and look for Rex Velvet. Can we do it right after this show? We yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> we can. I can't wait. It's it's <laughs> it's really pretty cool. Like he's it's 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 obviously very kitsch. Like he's not. All he's really asking is for Phoenix Jones to unmask himself, um, but you know, he's, he's not like vowing to kill people I or anything. Phoenix Jones already unmasked himself, and the George judge ordered him to stop fighting crime. I, th- I think so too, <laughs> but just the, the, I don't care. I, yeah, I'm pretty sure this that everyone so, knows his name. So cool. Because here's the thing: <laughs> if I remember correctly, we also know where Phoenix Jones changes into his clothes because he owns like a comic book store yeah. or a frequents one where they gave him a room in the back where he keeps all his shit. <laughs> So we know a lot about Phoenix Jones. If you were a supervillain and you wanted to get rid <laughs> so of him, you're saying you Rex Velvet is a terrible supervillain. Yeah, yeah, he really is. He's got a plan that is unnecessary and easy. 
but he's gone viral, which oh. is really, really what's important. Oh. Does he have a Facebook page? Because I'm gonna go like I don't know yet. Moment. I don't know yet. But what's great was it was it was posted on iFanboy. That's where I first saw this. Uh, and the guy in there said that he hadn't even picked up his his comic books. Uh, for on Wednesday for that week out of his slot yet because just living in Seattle was enough for him that day. <laughs> like it was just it's too awesome. I I was really excited about this and we had to talk about it. This is very exciting. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> so look up Rick's Velvet. Brad, do you have any news? Uh just a couple things. Uh someone is trying to make a documentary about Drew Struzan, the famous oh, yeah. movie poster artist from mm, love Drew Struzan. many of the great eighties flicks. Um even today, some of the Harry Potter posters. Um, but uh, they've run out of money, in, and they're in the audio post stage, and they need $8,000. So I got this off of Slash Film, and if you go to Slash Film and find the article about the Juice Druzan documentary, um, link to it. I think they have a link for where you can, if you want to donate, help them out, finish making that movie. I'm wondering why, because they have interviews with like Spielberg and Lucas on there. Like, yeah. why did they just ask Spielberg or Lucas for yeah, I, I really grand? <laughs> I, I totally agree. I, I had that It's same a little thought. rude, but at the same time, it's like, they love Drew Struzan, so I yeah. can't imagine them turning it down. And this is this is a movie, like, I've heard about this documentary for uh, at least a year now, and I was really excited about it because I love Drew Struzan. Um, if you ever, if you have, if you own a copy of The Mist on DVD, there's a whole documentary about Drew Struzan on there because that, that movie is partially, or at least the character in that movie is inspired by Drew Struzan. Um, so check that out and then go give these people money. Um, that is really cool. And then the other thing I had was, uh, the final dark Knight rises trailer was released this week. Yeah. Thoughts, anyone? Or should we just kind of, I was really scared when I saw the first trailer. My first, my first real thought was like, I'm Why looking at cool in this trailer more than Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Who was that? The football player running for the touchdown. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I was I was really scared because there's so much in that trailer. Especially, I think the moment when he's making out with Talia Al Ghul, and I'm like, "Wait, you're gonna have a whole relationship with Talia Al Ghul in this movie?" I, it seems like there's too much to actually be in a three-hour movie, and that scares me. But then when we saw it on the big screen last night, um, I don't care. <laughs> that I, it's so awesome. The trailer was on your. Yeah. You didn't get the Dark Knight trailer? Oh, you didn't. Wow. Oh, oh, man. Bummer. That's happened to me and Brad a couple times. Yeah. Well, the first Dark Knight trailer, Dark Knight Rises trailer we got. Yeah, it was supposed to be on um, Harry Potter last year. Yeah. We didn't get, to, get, didn't get it. Um, but yeah, we got it last night, and it is. It's really good. Uh, it's online now mm-hmm. and has been for a lot of a stuff I got to go watch now. Yeah. Yeah, me and Brad have different opinions about what where the story is going. I guess that's what's cool about the trailer is it can be in, interpreted different ways. My version is is Bane actually breaks Batman's back at the beginning, and that's why Batman kind of goes away. And then these people take up the mantle of Batman, and then when Batman comes back, he just destroys Bane and with uh, Catwoman's help and stuff. And I gotta throw out kudos to Mick and RJ who uh, I was talking to them today about it, and Mick said I think it was or maybe it was RJ. One of them, they're twins, so I can't tell the difference. But one of them said uh, that he thinks that. Bat- Batman's gonna have his back broken and there's that shot where he falls down like what looks like a big well and he's got like a rope connected to him he's probably gonna break his back there and have to crawl out without his legs because you see a shot of him like crawling up a wall just by his hands so he probably gets his back broken there and then it's it, it's obviously a callback to the what happens when we fall we have to get ourselves back up thing from mm-hmm. Batman Begins which is so awesome <laughs> I am it's those things where I'm like, okay, I don't care. This movie's going to be great. And then, Brad, what is your take on it? Yours is pretty cool, too. Well, mine's much longer than that. I, I thought you... 
agreed with most of the other stuff, like just that little thing. I actually kind of agree with you. I think it's yeah. probably going to happen at the beginning, something like that. Um, I forgot to tell you about the Miranda Tate, you know, being mm-hmm. part of the League of Shadows funding, yeah, using Wayne money to fund Bane's operation. That's why mm-hmm. he, he hits all the tumblers and stuff. But um, it's too long. I don't want to go into it. Okay, yeah, well, <laughs> well, I'll, I'll I'm going to write it. up a thing later in the week. On yeah, oh, cool. Because Brad has a pretty cool take on it. Yeah, I, I mean, I, obviously, I someone who has Batman lore running through <laughs> his veins. Mine is yeah, just it, it involves No Man's Land storyline and the Nightfall storyline combined. Yeah, so cool. Hmm. Anyway, that's Very all cool. I got for news. Awesome. So uh, Does again, Joe have news? Do you have Joe? News do you have any news? No. Why didn't you bring any news <laughs> to the podcast, Joe? What the fuck was I going to bring to this podcast? Oh, oh man. man. You guys Your have beautiful smile. I was just going to listen and comment on what you guys talked about. Actually, we already figured out he's bringing the ladies. He That's is. Why he's, I'm bringing a lady. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, she's spoken for, so I guess it's a... Uh, so this week in the Comic Corner, uh, James, you have a comic people should read, and it ties into directly what we saw this week. And so what should people be reading they should be reading Astonishing X-Men. If you uh, Joss Whedon's run on Astonishing X-Men is... Astonishing. <laughs> I was trying really hard not to say that. I know, but it I, is. I, I uh, went ahead and did that, though, because it's... It's special. Uh, basically, it is. It's awesome. The, the, the sort of story that it follows is that Colossus uh, is predestined to destroy the break world, and so the people of the break world are, like, you know, planning an attack on the Earth. Um, And then it follows Kitty Pryde for the most part. It's really the story where Joss Whedon turned Kitty Pryde into one of the most fan-loved characters in X-Men. And it's it's because he is so good at writing women and writing strong women that Mm. we enjoy following. And I think why he's so successful, too, is because he doesn't treat women like they're secondary. Right. Um, Even in the movie we'll talk about what we saw this week, you know, he and, and with his Buffy stuff. I was telling Laura, it's important for Joss Whedon to know that a woman doesn't need a man to save her. It's the woman who saves the man most of the time. And it's, it's, it turns out, saying you don't see it very often. I think that's why he's so successful. Yeah. Uh, and it's a, it's a classic X-Men story at this point. Like, it's one of the big, the big X-Men arcs uh, because it is so good. And, I mean, you have to, if you like X-Men, you're going to like this book. And you have to go into it with a certain sort of comic booky. Uh, mindset because there are some things in it that if I told you like oh well this thing turns into a robot and comes alive and tries to kill them all that would sound sound really weird. I tried to explain the Infinity Gauntlet to my wife tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, exactly. <laughs> and you're just like I don't, you know. And this sounds ridiculous. You just, you just gotta read it because it is it's a book that is more about the characters and the quips than it is necessarily sure. about the the overarching story except for the ending which I won't spoil here. No, the ending's but amazing, it is awesome. Oh, like it. It is all building up to one thing, and it is so good. Brad really doesn't um, like it. Really? What? Astonishing X-Men. Astonishing X-Men. The comic? Yeah. yeah. Haters gotta hate well, it, man. Well, I, st- I, w- I started at 1 through whatever, 10. Oh. He left halfway through, right? No. No, no, no. no. 1 through 20 is all him. Oh, there, uh, this is 20? Mm-hmm. I believe, yeah, it's four trades. Right, you're talking about the whole run? Yeah. I'm talking about all of, Astoni- of oh. Joss Whedon's Astonishing X-Men is four trades. Yeah, it was interesting... Um, like up through five, but then around ten, I just kind of lost interest. Yeah, I think the, the second trade is the weakest, which is why if you if you go out and buy it, buy the hardcover, it's got it all in there. Just just burn through the whole thing. Don't take yeah. your t- don't like. I don't find know. Emma Frost to be that interesting of a character. So when it starts focusing more on her, I'm just like, Bleh. I think she's pretty interesting there, especially because her relationship with uh, Cyclops uh, is pretty interesting in that in that in that run. Hmm. Um, but it's also got some some really great Wolverine moments. Uh, like the can I help? Are you uh, 
Are you a beer? No, then no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So go read Astonishing X Men. Yes. You can probably pick up that uh, that hardcover. I think, hard on, cover I think at on Amazon it's thirteen ninety nine. No. God damn it. Ryan, you can probably pick up that hardcover at Coins, Cards, and Comics, <laughs> which uh, it, it is going to have a whole lot of <laughs> free comic books tomorrow, because tomorrow is free comic book day, May, May 5th, the first Saturday of May. Uh, so you, w- you've already missed it by the time you hear this, which is unfortunate, but uh, next year, go to free comic book day, <laughs> or just support your local comic shop in general, cause yeah, awesome. because they're awesome. I mean, even all kidding aside, the comics they're putting out now are pretty amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Like Spider-Man. Find the right stuff. Think, you know, what, whatever movies you like, there are comics that match them, and you can find them, and you mm-hmm. will love them. Um, so read more comics. Cool. So I hear, our, besides Brad, what we've been watching this week has been pretty light. The only thing I watched besides the Avengers this week is Smodimations. Oh, yeah. Which is Kevin Smith's uh, Smodcast. Oh, I put those on my queue. That were animated. And they're, they're funny. My biggest problem with Kevin Smith on his podcast lately is he's stoned so much that he just laughs all the time and he gets yeah. really, like, irritating. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was really funny seeing the Aquatic Justice one um, <laughs> yeah. animated. And there's a really funny one where Scott Mosier was talking about how he did Coke for the first time. <laughs> and it was really funny. Um, now, did you buy the first season or were you watching the second season online? Uh, I, de- I know I streamed it on Netflix. Oh, really? So They're the, on Netflix? Yeah, the first season's oh, on Netflix. Cool. And oh. again, so, I mean, it's funny, but uh, it gets really distracting, even in Aquatic Justice, which is really funny because they're making fun of Aquaman. But then Kevin just starts laughing and it's uncontrollable and it's like he's stoned all the time and it's really annoying. I was recently uh, trying to show the um, the Harry Scotter episodes, mm-hmm. the, the Forgeticus episodes, yeah. to a couple of friends and couldn't find them online anymore because since they did a DVD, they stripped them off the internet and you really? can't find them anywhere. Uh, so it's good to know they're on Netflix because they're not... For for as much as they're they're asking for them, I don't think they're quite worth that. No, I don't think so um, either. Especially because it's it's a podcast. I've got mm-hmm. them. I'll try to send them to you. Oh, you got the. They're buried in my iTunes. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. So yeah, that, that's what I watch. I mean, they're fun, and the animation's kind of funny at the beginning when uh, they're talking about it, and uh, Kevin says, "Yeah, I could be anything right now. I could be a fucking walrus," and he snaps, and he's a walrus. <laughs> and then Scott Mosher's like, "I just don't want to be a dickhead," and he turns into a big dick. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Those are really good. Um, the only thing that I really watched this week that I, I want to touch on is that the Borgias is getting really good. And when I talked about it when it premiered, um, well, that, that I was family. <laughs> that was my. <laughs> I've I've seen that scene. It's really good, man. Um, I talked about it when it premiered because it, it felt like it started a little slow. They were setting up a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. and all of that stuff is happening now. People are killing each other, and that show is slowly becoming Assassin's Creed. This <laughs> week, like the assassin dude. Like he got a group of assassins together, and now they're out in the like in the wilderness assassinating dudes just because. I love assassinating. Well, I mean, actually, they're assassinating them because they're French, but you know that's that's enough. a good reason to assassinate somebody. Yeah. Oh, it's really good. So you should check it out, Joe. What'd you watch? Did you watch uh, anything this week? Mostly, I I just got the dish, so I've been watching the Rockies. I mean, I, that, that's, that's seriously been about it. Is just watching what? the Rockies play some baseball. I don't have to go to the bar to do that now, so that's pretty great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, at least dishes and dropping the Rockies. I'm yes. sorry. I had to put. I had to rub salt in that wound. Did I? I'm no, really, We're just starting to smile just, again. I I I uh, I wanted to watch Mad Men, but I I need to watch that like the first episode. Uh, of the season, like just get myself started on it again because oh. I don't know. If I've got nothing that's driving me to watch it right yet. Oh, know? this week's episode was really good. Mm. This week's episode, 
was maybe my favorite episode of the past couple of seasons. Hmm. Um, Brad, what did you watch? Did you watch Mad Men? Uh, I did watch Mad Men. Oh, man. And it's pretty good. That Especially that like that final shot of yes. everyone sitting at the table. Sort of that dilute disillusionment yeah. at the table, especially for Sally. And then Sally's what last happens? line of the show, too. Yeah. <laughs> uh. The city's dirty. Yeah. Um, I Though I hate that kid. Um, Matt Weiner's son. I'm sorry, but it's it's Matt Weiner's son who plays what's his face the the dude Sally's that Sally's calling. Friend. Yeah, yeah. Who's just a he's a perv. Um, do you remember? You've seen the early yeah, season. I yeah, know, yeah. I know the guy yeah, the kid about. who he's like always just like he's a creepo. Like, yeah, he's got a creepo look to him every time he's in the room. Well, he asked Betty if he could if she could if he could have some of her hair. Yeah, and like, oh man, that kid is messed up. I think I think in it was am I mistaken or was there a shot where he was like naked and only wearing a jacket? In While he was on the episode? phone, yeah, um, yeah, he was like maybe. wearing something weird. He might have been wearing his boxers, and maybe, but I couldn't see him. I I, it looked like he was around almost naked. Friends or whatever. Yeah. Do you want to fuck me? He was in, a, <laughs> in an all boys school. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, caught that, and then um, I watched two full things, and then a lot of little things, little <laughs> yeah. pieces of things. Um, first, I finally got to watch Battle Royale since the Hunger Games. Oh, cool. Yeah. And it's so badass. Yeah? <laughs> compared to the Hunger Games. I was surprised I forgot about there's there's some corny translation of things. They're almost as melodramatic as the Hunger Games. In so the, I was like, I guess I can't fault it, Hunger Games, too much for being goofy. In the dubbing or in the subtitles? Subtitles. Oh, okay. So wow. it could be, you know, I'm, I'm sure they have to write it a certain way to fit it to time. Yeah. So it it goes in my brain kind of weird when it's probably perfectly normal to a Japanese person. Oh, I see what you're saying. Um, but there's a lot of just like relationship stuff, but it's amazing how, you know, in the Hunger Games, they have to kill off all the characters right away in order for right. them to focus on the select important ones. Yeah. Battle Royale takes care of almost all 40 kids, like gives almost all of them their own little story. It's amazing. It, huh. it all works together. It's fantastic. Is th- so this is the Japanese Hunger Games? Is well, it's like- a... Pretty it is much. a movie about kids killing each other. It is nowhere related to the Hunger Games except in theory. It's yeah. Quentin Tarantino's favorite movie of all time. Yeah. Or so the sticker on the box would have you believe. <laughs> what happens is in the future there, uh, the schools are so fed up with the disobedience of the students that once in a while they will isolate uh, a class of students and ship them off to an island and you know tell them, this is your punishment you know, for screwing around. Sorry about the rest of you who aren't involved, but we need fodder, so... Here's a gun, or they have like duffel bags, and they're just randomly like either filled with you know something awesome like a machine gun or like a pipe, hmm. you know, um, or just rations. And so, uh, right away, a couple of kids just off themselves, like jump into off a cliff because they don't want to kill anybody. <laughs> and um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I believe I can fly. And it's rated R, so you know you actually see brutal violence inflicted upon. You know, there's sure, no shaky cam, just which is all I want. Well, isn't, Hunger isn't Games. The, I mean, like, I, I actually did watch the. I actually went and saw the Hunger Games. I haven't listened to your guys' podcast about it yet because I wanted to see the movie. It's okay, it's not <laughs> many other people have either. Okay. <laughs> our uh, Hunger Games one, I know. Well, it's not a, it, it, Our Hunger Games is slightly more popular than our five year engagement podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> one of those is me. <laughs> me too. I think I'm it. the second one. Uh, I. I, I thought it was a cool movie. I never read the books or anything like that. I thought I like cool the movie flight. too. I was the only one who liked the I, movie. I, here. I, I walked out of the movie and I'm like, it really pisses me off that kids can kill each other and it's a PG-13 movie. But if they yeah. say fuck or fuck, yeah, 
then it's a problem. Yeah. You yeah. know? Then it's a rated R movie. Kids murder each other. That's fine. Yeah. You know, it's we, it's, we it's really interesting. That, about that in real life. But that's, I, that's, that's my only gripe about it. Other than that, I thought it was a pretty cool movie, actually. Me so. too. Hmm. Uh, so I'm glad you're here, Joe. You agree <laughs> with me. That was the one big thing. Um, and then I watched... Actually, I did watch all of Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer. <laughs> what? I have it on Blu-ray. I fell asleep. Whoa, what? I do. I fell asleep watching it in the theater, and I haven't watched it since, but since FX had it on, I s- punished myself watching but it again. Galactus uh, is a cloud. Yeah. I still I, I still think... I don't think the Silver Surfer is that bad in it, and no. I I think Chris Evans' as Johnny Storm's pretty good. Yeah, but... but it's I, so corny. Jessica Alba as a white woman as... Uh, no, the I Invisible agree. One. What? Like the, the she just looks weird the whole movie because they've got her like in white face makeup and this horrible blonde wig. Uh, and I mean that is not the only thing yeah. that I hate about the movie. You know when we get to the spoiler section of the Avengers and I talk about the spoilerific the, the, part. Yeah, the, yeah, I'll the tell you why sequence. the Silver Surfer, if he was in his own movie, would be a badass movie. Uh, and here's the thing. Uh, I just want to say this now. This is why the Marvel movies are so much better than the like Sony Marvel movies and such because in a Marvel movie you can have that character and have them look like that character yep. in a Sony movie they have to be a it's cloud Fox, instead of a, oh is it is it Fox okay yeah. uh it, they have Spidey. to be a cloud instead of a giant planet eating robot monster thingy he's awesome yeah that that version of Galactus when is I saw Comic Con episode four I really wanted that Galactus figure because that's pretty cool their their Doctor Doom is cool looking I yeah say that. too bad the actor is not good as Doctor Doom yeah. Yeah, I guess he's a good actor in whatever show he is, but no, he is even a good Stan actor. Lee said like he didn't like the portrayal of Doctor Doom in those movies. Well, yeah, because he's not very menacing. No, because like the the scary thing about Doctor Doom is he's as smart as Reed Richards. Yeah, he has diplomatic immunity, and he doesn't give a fuck about anybody. So, and, and his whole his whole downfall is his hatred to the Fantastic Four, which they really don't explore in you know the movies, and that's a really bummer because he's actually one of my favorite villains. I think he's a really cool villain. Did you notice how both those movies end with like a battle on a street somewhere with yeah. a crowd surrounding them? Yeah, well, yeah. I don't really remember it. When's Maybe Beijing, I'll watch the New York. I um, only remember the beginning where they're, they're like it starts with a wedding and then there's the Silver Surfer comes in and that's it. Yeah, and then there's like I'm fine with product placement if like you have a coke in a scene and the labels mm-hmm. turn like that's fine. But there's product a whole placement, scene placement, directing attention bell. to the fact that the. Whatever car they fly is a Dodge, and like Johnny Storm's got to say, it's got a Hemi in it, <laughs> <laughs> which is so dated now oh, because no one is doing commercials about how cool Hemis are anymore. So it's not that joke doesn't even. Hey make guys, sense remember now. my commercial I just did now that was from Kung Pao Under the Fist. I totally did. <laughs> <laughs> Product placement for Taco Bell. So right after Fantastic Four, they were showing Ghost Rider. Which I watched about 10 minutes of, and I was like, this is still better than the sequel. Worst weekend. (laughs) Whoa, really? I haven't seen the first one since the theater, so I don't know. Oh, man. Yeah. We used to rip on it all the time, but after watching the second one, I'm just like... Yeah, I'm not disagreeing with you. It could be worse. It's been so long since I saw Mm -hmm. that first one. Yeah. The first one feels more like someone's treating the material like they're With trying respect. yeah they're trying <laughs> the way they're trying to the one from this year is just like here let's just try a bunch of random shit and see if it works and then yeah, Nicholas Cage act crazy you guys yeah. do this all the time I've noticed on the podcast you guys like make yourselves watch shitty shit <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. you guys like make yourselves do we it do. Just to, like, oh man just it was on FX it. and I was lazy I didn't put it in <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you, you made the decision to stick with it man I, I'm know, like, I guess I could have cha- changed channels man, <laughs> man um, this week's Game of Thrones was really bad guys <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you and Game of Thrones. Uh, and then the 
somewhere around that time I switched over to the A Team movie, which is you know ridiculous, but also kind of enjoyable at the same oh, time. No. So. Dude, the A Team movie cool. is great. Yeah. Um, Speaking of Game of Thrones, real quick, I I just happened to be flipping through the channels. Yeah, I watched a spank scene. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, where the little boys and, and having I, the hookers spank each other, right? I was, I, and and I watched it uncomfortably for half the scene and I was like alright I'm about done with this I, I get it now James That's I'm just about done with this now and I have no desire to ever turn it back on and I've here's the thing that is one of the scenes because I have some friends who have read through the books mm-hmm. that's one of the scenes that they made up it's not in the books they make it up because they want to have nudity and because they want to make that villain even worse. See, which that's just so makes stupid. Why HBO does this to stuff? <laughs> yeah, it, it's uh. stupid because aren't the books like a thousand pages long? Yeah. So them adding and just are, fluff to it is ridiculous. There are cool storylines going on that they don't spend enough time with that then destroys that storyline. Hmm. It's just, it's crazy. Anyway, I'm sorry. sorry. We totally we, no, hij- we hijacked your section. <laughs> no, it's good. I, oh, man. Dude, that's spanking supposed soon. to inspire discussion. So um, I also actually watched all of Jackass the movie. <laughs> Had you never seen one? it before? No, I've seen it before. Oh, okay, just, good. I'll put that in. Like, I don't even have to wait for it to be on TV. I'll put that in. <laughs> so yeah, the first fun. one's okay. The second one's really good. Yeah, the f- second yeah. and third ones I I think are even better than the first one. But the first one was on, so I just watched it. It was, just, well, it was, I think oh, it was fun to see how like tame that movie is compared to all the other. Because well, the first one's like an experiment, as as I remember. Yeah, it, it well, felt more like this. You I know, think it's drawing like from the show, like be as close as the show it can be as it can be. Yeah. To keep the fan interest have, going, and then I, with two and three, they're just like, we're gonna do whatever we want. And it seems like they had more money with the sequels because once oh, they yeah. knew people were coming out, then they could do silly shit like we're gonna build a giant rocket and shoot it into a lake. Like why? Because <laughs> mm-hmm. you know. Um, so yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, whenever the, the repeats are, are on MTV too, I always watch them. I don't know how you'll, many times. Because yeah. you'll, you'll, you'll laugh out loud every oh, time. Yeah. Guaranteed there'll be I mean, something that'll catch you. I don't know how many times I saw the old. Johnny Knoxville where he's wearing a cup and the kids kick him in the balls and they drop, you know, pool table balls on him. It's my croquet. Problem, it's great. My problem is I would have to turn on MTV2 to ever find that out. <laughs> well, when you do the guide, you know, you can see it. So oh, like yeah. I, I, I turn to MTV2 hoping it's on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I really turn hope there's some hip hop music videos. Oh, man, Jackass, cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hip hop music videos. All right, James. <laughs> I, we already went through this. I know nothing about <laughs> hip hop music. <laughs> and then you see Ryan Dunn stuffing a toy car up his ass, and you're like, oh, oh gosh. Miss Ryan Dunn. Romantic. Oh. Oh, I thought you meant. <laughs> <laughs> what? I get it. I was I, I was going to play on the romance of the whole thing. That's just sad. That's just sad. Uh, and then the last one is I'm surprised I even watched as much of it I did, as much of it as I did. Uh, I hadn't seen it also since the theater, which was 2003. Was the Matrix Reloaded? Whoa! So thanks AMC. And uh, did you watch that scene where like he he reaches into her chest? Yeah, and I actually watched. I caught the end of it, and then this morning I caught the middle of it. <laughs> so I'm watching so you it watched backwards. It two days in a the row. Third but the thing one is, just is so horrible, though. Oh, and I know that. Brawl, man. And yet, after watching this, I still want to watch Revolutions again. Now, uh-huh. <laughs> I, I get that itch every couple of years yeah. where something will happen, and I'm like, I gotta watch those movies again because maybe is they're it still good as now. bad as I remember. And it? then yeah. you you get to uh, you get to a point where you you watch the Burly Brawl, this thing that we've heard about for years when at the time it came out that they were like, this is gonna be the coolest thing you've ever seen, and it's so anticlimactic and stupid, like. Ugh. Where all the agents are fighting him? No, no, no. At the end of Revolutions, the oh. burly the burly brawl is what they oh. they sort of called that that fight where it's just him and Smith alone. Oh, I in thought the city. that was all the agents. Oh. 
I'm no, I'm I'm pretty yeah. I know what you're I talking am. about. I was, but I was talking about the same movie wrong, where like he's on that rooftop right. and he's doing it with the staff and yeah. And, and I thought that was a pretty badass kung fu scene there, you know. But I mean, the, but the, the, the CG is so bad that it's sh- just like yeah. I was gonna say watching this again, the CGI is just terrible. And that's what's crazy. That, and I there's mean, a ton of it too, like the agents yeah. in the with the highway scene, like the one that jumps on the hood of the car and smashes the car into the ground, like his arms swing around. They're like so misshapen yeah. and. Then, when they have uh, like Neo flying through the exploding building, it's been since the like movie can, theater since I've yeah, seen it though. Yeah, so yeah, I gotta it's, check it out again. It's, uh, it's rough. The thing that I have always said about those movies is that it feels like it feels like George Lucas actually. Where I, when watching the first Matrix, I thought the the Wachowski siblings um, knew the things that I thought I knew about like well, you, you know, if you may, if you shoot this stuff practically, it looks so much more realistic, and that is impressive, even if the idea of what the characters are doing is not as, as impressive as what it could be in CG. And then when they would, what they were promising in interviews and stuff for the sequels was like, we, cause you know, people have been mimicking stuff in the matrix so much that we have to do something they could never do, but they did it all in CG. So it looks fake and anyone can do that crap in CG. You know, not anyone can, can design something like bullet time. Like that was so cool and such an innovative thing to, to you know, to invent for a movie like that. Um, it was just, it was sad to see those movies just yeah, go, the rotating camera just waxy. That was used too. Yeah. That was pretty cool. It's a shame. It's really a shame. So. Very much so. And then I just got back from Pirates, Band of Misfits. Was oh, did good? you really? Yeah. I used my free ticket on it. Sorry, Ardman Studios. <laughs> <laughs> um, you deserve money, but I had a free ticket, so. Does um, the theater still give money for that? Maybe the theater eats your $10. Hopefully. I mean, I'd like to think that they get some kind of compensation for showing yeah. it. I don't know. But I know I didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, was it good? It was uh it was fun. It's definitely clever. Uh, I wasn't laughing a whole lot, but it was like a lot of the jokes in there are those background jokes like you read something on a wall that's clever or something yeah. and that's hidden in the background and your mind just like thinks, mm. "Oh, that's funny." But as far as and the trailer is definitely misleading cuz the story that's in the movie is nothing like the trailer. The pirate has a dodo bird, the last remaining dodo bird yeah. on the on Earth, and basically Charles Darwin is trying to steal it. What? To give it to the Queen Victoria because she wants to put it in her zoo, her private zoo. That with is all these other rare like animals. The yeah. What? And then, uh, so Darwin like comes up with this this the scheme to like steal it from the pirate guy, because um, the pirate wants to be the get the award for being the best pirate in the, the world. And so in order to do that, he has to get an, an enormous amount of riches. So whoever has the largest amount of booty t- tabulated, they get the award. So uh, he thinks that Charles Darwin convinces the pirate to enter the Dodo in this science contest that'll give him a bunch of gold. Um, and that doesn't end up happening. So then Darwin has to like just steal it on his own anyway. And then... So is, Dar- is Darwin the main character? He's like this. The pirate guy is the main the character. But he's, oh, okay. He's, he's like an antihero because yeah, okay. He ends up teaming up and like helping him at the end and everything. Oh, okay. Queen Victoria is actually the villain because she actually just wants to eat the dodo because <laughs> she has a circle of like a, a dinner circle like on her ship. Like all the other uh, dignitaries from the other countries gather over once in a while and they just eat rare animals. <laughs> um. So eventually. Uh, what happens? How does I forgot? Well, don't spoil it. Yeah. Well, anyway, she gets a hold of the dodo, and they have to go rescue it. And 
Dude, that sounds awesome. Why wasn't that in the trailer? Like, <laughs> I, I want right? to go see that now. It's yeah, it's way more. It's not just a, like a pirates, you know. Do you feel like part of why you weren't laughing was because it was more of a kids movie, like where a lot of the jokes just a little bit. It's tame. Underage? It's tame. You know, it's like the jokes are. You know, no one's gonna be. There's no raunchy humor in it. You yeah. Know? Except for why, what was the purpose for Darwin in it, though? I mean, he's I, he's just this like uh his thing was that he wanted to. Uh, I mean, that just seemed like the most random thing that was thrown out of I the know, entire thing. Like, I mean, well, I was like Dodo like, Bird. That's weird. Darwin? What the hell's Darwin doing? There's, like, yeah. there's a couple like science and evolution jokes throughout it. Like he's got the monkey that he's trained uh, to like read the flashcards, like to speak to communicate with the flashcards, and that's really clever because there's one where. Um, when they're plotting against the pirate in uh, Darwin's house. So everyone's asleep and they're in the hallway devising their plan. The monkey's got the card and like his text is really small. And then when he gets surprised, like the card has really large text. He's like, no, no, quiet, quiet. Uh, Yeah. Cause he's shouting on the card. Yeah. Stuff like that. Um, But Darwin's motivation is he wants to secretly impress Queen Victoria cause he's got a crush on her. So what? He, like he's really lonely or something, and uh, like you're really interested in girls. Like there's right, one part where, where he's walking the right, plane. He's like, in. I never got to kiss a girl. <laughs> it's kind of goofy, but <laughs> all right, cool. But yeah, that That's trailer un- has none of that. Yeah, I thought it was so. just gonna be a movie where like you know some wacky pirates, pirate stuff, we're yeah, chasing yeah, treasure. Wacky, it's just called yeah. Wacky Pirates. <laughs> so yeah, that's it. Cool, 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 cool. Guess what we saw this week. Um, X Men. No, we uh, saw the Avengers. Yes, Joe, you're the guest here. Should people go out and see the Avengers? Oh, stop this right now and go see the Avengers. Whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> no, all right. Wait, yeah, no, no they need to stop right it because they yeah. we're gonna spoil it. Oh, for that's them. yo, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do yeah. No, stop it right now. And Brad, go see should the people go see the Avengers? I haters gotta hate. Come on now. Hated <laughs> the fact that someone was kicking my chair the whole time. Oh, and I hated oh, the Brad, fact you, that you genius. Oh man! <laughs> and I hated the fact that it was we saw it in 3D. Mm. Um, but I think the last half of the movie was fucking badass. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so definitely go see it. Uh, James, oh. should people go see the Avengers? I I love these characters, and so do the people who made this movie. Mm. And you should too. You should go see the Avengers because it's fucking badass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In case you're wondering how badass it is, here's the trailer. started and we are hopelessly outgunned director fury i think it's time you're here with a mission sir trying to get me back in the world trying to save it doctor we need you to come in what if i say no I'll persuade you. What are you asking me to do? It's called the Avengers Initiative. I thought I didn't qualify. Apparently I'm, what is it, volatile, self-obsessed, and don't play well with others. I think they need a timeout. Are you? And you call on such 
most lost creatures to defend you. You have made me very desperate. We're not a team. We're a time bomb. So what's really cool about this movie is the the ability to make a movie this big and to have every character have their moments is is difficult. And even Joss Whedon said it's impossible to make this movie. But you know what? Fuck it. Let's make this movie. What he said was these characters don't belong in the same universe. Like, and it's true. That's that's part of what's so amazing is that you watch these guys. Like every time that Thor is on the screen, I I can't believe that I'm not confused. Yeah, or or like off put. Well, you know what's funny is. too is you. This sounds so like stupid of me, but you know after they capture Loki and Iron Man and Captain America talking, and lightning starting. Like, what does lightning have to do with anything? Like, <laughs> then I'm like, oh shit, it's Thor! And he, and he lands on the jet and everything. And, oh yeah, I oh, mean, man. that's the thing is that this is a movie where they can have a scene where Iron Man and Thor and Captain America all fight, and it has a it has a plot and a character purpose, like. Because if they didn't fight, if they just sort of trusted each other to begin with, it would be disingenuous. Like, we wouldn't, we would not be able to follow this movie if all of a sudden it was like, well, you're good. And I'm like, the Justice League is you're a good person. I'm a good person. He's a good person. Let's, let's, good, be, let's be, be good, good people. people together, yeah. Whereas the Avengers is not that at all. Like, all these characters, as we know them in, in these movies, have their own motivations. And so we have to have that scene where they all fight. But it's, it's also that moment where the little kid in all of us is like, slamming our action figures together and saying like well what if thor fought iron man i was doing it during the movie like when oh, like they they thor and iron man fly at each other and iron man is the one pushing thor and i'm like oh that means that iron man is fly maybe iron man is heavier so momentum wise yeah. like i was having those thoughts <laughs> yeah. in the movie that is oh, how no, that I, is how like just when, pleasurable when the incredible hulk tried to pick up thor's yes hammer oh. and you're and, he, and it's hulk can't fucking lift it yeah. and, he, and he's looking at his arm like what the hell and you're like you're right you're not worthy to wield that <laughs> hammer yeah and then I, Thor just walks over and just like swings it around it's like what and then smacks him oh man it's just and that's it that's just it like they 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 give sort of an even hand to all of these characters yeah, and you and really feel like actually one of my favorite early moments was with Black Widow where she's tied to the chair and you think she's in trouble and then she gets a call from Colson. And she's like, dude, I just almost got this guy to spill his guts out, and now you're ruining my cover. That she, is a, she was a much better character than she was in Iron Man 2. Oh, yeah. Way, way yeah. better. And Honestly. Again, I think that's, that's, that's uh, to Joss Whedon. I oh, mean, like, oh, again, that's, oh absolutely. That's what you were saying earlier about his female writing. I mean, absolutely, she was a really good character in this. I don't know if he'll admit it, but I think that he purposely set out to make her 
a huge character in this movie. I think she gets more, as far as character development is concerned, I think she gets more time spent on her than Cap does or Thor does, mm. period. I mean, from from the scenes that we get sort of setting them up and setting up her relationship with Hawkeye, even to the fact that one of my favorite scenes in the movie is when she goes to to get Incredible Hulk and or to get Bruce Banner, and he scares her at the table. And I've never been as impressed with Scarlett Johansson as I was in just her face mm. and the look on her face in that moment because she is terrified. And that comes back later in the movie after one of the coolest shots of the movie where Hulk is chasing her. And she she disappears from the movie for 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. And when we come back to her, she's still cowering. And you're like, this is, you know, she's such a badass the rest of the movie that then we get to see, you know, this character we didn't, I didn't expect to give a shit about. I got to see her weak spot. And I got to see what she's afraid action, of. Though, as soon as it was back yeah. in the rear, it was like, all right, I'm on it. Let's go. Right. Oh, man. Yeah, and uh, Tom Hiddleston, I, he's so great as Loki. And he's actually becoming one of my favorite actors. He is brilliant in his little bit in War Horse, too. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, so, I, you know, there's fanboy moments. And when he's making all the people in Italy bow to him, yeah. And, you know, the old guy saying something, and you see Cap's shield hit him, and, ah, you know, Cap's totally. trying to take him out. And then also you start hearing uh, ACDC. You're like, yeah. oh, fuck, here comes Iron Man. <laughs> and <laughs> and that's that, so uh, awesome. Even Captain America's speech right there. It's like you yeah. want to – you stand up, and yeah. you're sitting in your chair a little bit prouder and stuff like that. I mean, that oh, was yeah. awesome. Oh, yeah. Where he's like, yeah, when I last left the world, I saw a guy who made people bow to me. You're like, dude, I fucking love Captain America. And that, that's like the first moment – I, I believe that's the first moment that two of them are on screen together. It is um, because that gives you the first little lick of what later is that the hero shot of all of them in the city, which of course we've seen in the trailers and all, everything, but doesn't matter. Both times I've seen this movie because I saw it again today. Both times I saw it, it I had a moment, mm. like just seeing it and realizing that we were getting this Avenger, this this superhero team up movie that had had this much work put into it, all these movies put into it. I just it was a moment where I was just like, this is unbelievable. Well, and it felt like he took it shot by shot like a like a comic book would yeah. be and then just was able to blend it together i was talking to ryan just before we started this and uh you know how that scene where they're they're all together or or when it's going up the building and hulk is smashing smashing yeah. them into it and shit like that just flying all over the place then pans up even further and there's hawkeye shooting at something and yeah that you watch that arrow go off and then there off comes back uh fucking iron man and shit and it's just yeah. it's moving panel by panel yeah. but it's blending together and it it's felt choreographed like it so well it yeah great. so creatively like it was beautiful what was the budget for this movie uh, Two, probably 200 million well they're is. they're saying 220 but they're not confirming that because it seems like it felt like a lot yeah. like that last action scene like oh, the cgi yeah. is good and the choreography the planning of the shots is so great like how each of their their battles interconnects like leads into oh, another yeah. one it's not just lazy Dude. where and let's throw everyone all at one thing and, and they're some not, of them get knocked down. Like it's all just And they like had the, each other little so well. moment like the when Hulk breaks off the piece of the armor on that monster mm. and jams it in, and then you yeah. see Thor, Thor start hammering him in. him in. I'm like, ah, Dude. And, it and, worked great. It was so cool. <laughs> and Joss isn't just being flashy and all that stuff. Like all those action sequences are really great. Like the one you're talking about with the long tracking shot is mm. amazing. It's impressive. But then like this, the whole time he also knows that what he's doing visually with the storytelling that one of the most impressive shots to me is the one where Hulk grabs Loki and smacks him back and forth because it is the most simple shot it could be he doesn't move the camera he stays on it because he knows that we don't need the we don't need the camera to move the action itself is perfect the way it, it was is so, so great it's just the and that it's was... the most simple shot it's like three frames on a panel you know smack 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 and, and that's you, the shot cuz you've seen it in cartoons like yeah. so it just 
it goes back to your, your childhood was, and like oh. reorganizes that that image. It's and what's amazing about it is you he sets you up in a way where you're like, really the Hulk's gonna stop, you know, with Loki. But no, the Hulk still just takes him out. Yeah. And even uh, with Hawkeye, where he shoots that arrow at Loki, and Loki catches it, and everyone in the theater, was, in our theater, was like, "Oh, oh and then man!" The, the arrow blows up. You're like, "Yeah." yeah I totally like, was one of those people. Fuck who went, you, oh, Loki. Really? Yeah. Come yeah. on. <laughs> like, fuck you, that, Loki. at that point in the movie, you're just like, "Oh, how is he still alive? How is Loki still alive?" What people don't know about <laughs> Loki though is he is really strong. Oh, uh, yeah. I think in on the uh, on the back of his trading card, I have. I think his strength is six, which is uh, six. It's just one below seven, <laughs> which is um, like Galactus and a Hulk. Like he's just yeah. one below Hulk because. Well, I mean, Hulk smashes him pretty good, and oh, he's still dude, alive. How great was when Captain America is giving everybody orders? Like Hulk, yeah. smash. That yeah. was great. Fuck, All of dude. I really love Cap at the end of that movie. Like dude, he, I love, they do a great job of of making it clear that he is not quite on the level of everybody else. Like like as far as strength, you know, is concerned, or, or uh, I don't want to say ability, but you know, he can't fly. He's he's stuck on the ground, and we always feel that. But all of his leadership stuff, the scene where he saves the people from the bank is one of my favorite little scenes. Uh, and and the he fact starts that giving the orders to the pe- the policeman, the policeman, the street, and he's like, yeah. who, who who are you to give me the orders? He ca- ca- cats some ass and yeah. kicks yeah. ass real quick and then the cops like everybody follow some shit right here yeah. go this way do that get to the subway get out of here it's it was amazing and yep. it shows dedication from Joss that he wrote all of that stuff in on there on purpose and an because understanding if, of the character yeah because if, if somebody like Kevin Feig wrote this movie I mean it would be good you know but Iron Man would be the best part about it but this feels like, and Iron Man would be the one that you felt like the writer loved the most. Iron Man's Every moment of this movie, everything that characters do in this movie, I felt like, yeah, that's exactly what they would do, and that's the best thing. And they I could feel do. like he took the essence of each one of the original movies, yeah. and and brought it. I mean, the ACDC, for instance. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you felt Iron Man too, right there. Yeah. You know, I mean, you oh, felt yeah. that scene. And then when uh, Captain America's punching bagged, I mean, the the it's yeah. that soft light and it's real uh, tan mm-hmm. sepia kind of look to it. Yeah. And then uh, and and when Bruce Banner, he's in Beijing or wherever he's at. I mean, it's got that drippy. Yeah, to it, you know, the, it's, yeah, yeah, exactly. He's, he's hiding. He's in or wherever he's at, you know. Mm-hmm. It, it, but it looked like all of those movies. Like he yeah. did a really good job of bringing that all back, so that you're like, hey, remember who these guys were, and yeah, it felt. And you know what? Also, is also about that movie. Hey, this is a major spoiler, so make sure you totally stop listening uh, mm-hmm. if you haven't seen the movie. Is we totally got Joss Whedon, and if oh. you don't know what that is, is he oh. takes a character people love. And fucking kills him. Oh, with yeah. and he uh, is Adrian better at it Coulson. than anyone. Like I, how I, I when it happened, I told Ryan this. I, when it happened, I was so mad at myself for not seeing it coming. Yeah, me because too. I should have known. Because he does it every time. And it was funny. There was a um, he did an interview on Reddit. Actually, he wasn't asking me anything that he did. Uh, where somebody asked him like, "Why do you kill all the characters I love?" And he said, "Because you love stupid people." And it's this thing. It's this thing that I've always kind of loved about his his approach to that is just like because it you know it works like. He knows how to kill people and when it's the right time to do yeah, it. Yeah, because and it was such a smart thing to do. Because it's shocking one because he Coulson, I mean, he, he's such an intricate part to the Avengers. Yeah, I mean the movies. You know, he's just in little scenes every once in a while, and you know he shows up and he just spouts wisdom. And even leading up to it, when you're reading interviews with Weed, and he's saying, "Oh no, if I ever need you know exposition explained, I just have Agent Coulson do it." Yeah. And I think he was setting you up because I mean, when he gets, I mean, he's killed and. It's he shocking. said something along the lines of like his favorite character in the movie is Agent Coulson, yeah. um, which is really it's, which it's is total code. Is, yeah, it's we should have known again. Like, of course, yeah. 
uh, you're going to kill that character because that's what you do. You know, there's also little funny scenes that I really liked uh, when Cap meets Nick Fury for the first time. He pays, he gives him money. Cause, <laughs> that was so funny. I mean, that's racist, but really funny because he's so, from a totally different time. Uh, I like that he took the money and put yeah. it in his pocket. <laughs> or they, uh, you know, he's so so far behind the time and he's so out of place. And you know, you kind of forget about it for a while. And I forget what is said. But then uh, Cap says, oh, I got that one. It was the flying it was a, monkey. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was a Wizard of Oz I, reference. Yeah, yeah. I, I get that reference. You know, yeah. stuff like that is amazing. When, and one of the other things that Joss is so good at that I, I, I think is one, another one of my favorite moments in this movie is that a lot of times he will take characters that you feel like you know and he will sort of he'll crack them open and show you a different side of them or show or give you a different way to look at that character. And throughout the whole movie, they, they keep this little mystery going about, like, what is Hulk's secret? What's Bruce Banner's secret? Like, how... How is he doing so well? Especially if you're coming right out of Incredible Hulk. Um, you're like, how did he get to this place where he can really control it so mm. well? Um, and the the line he delivers about I'm always angry is so cool. Like that idea that Bruce Banner, the guy that you think is the calm guy, is actually, it's still the Hulk. He is just re- really kind of in control is so cool. And that line just totally pays off that thing that they've my been playing the whole time. My wife was, was like, well, how come he couldn't control it on the plane, but he could control it on the ground? I'm like, I, maybe he kept it in check for so long. I don't know. Well, I mean, <laughs> he, yeah. Because, he, I mean, like, at that point, he's standing with the Avengers, and he's helping. I mean, he saves Iron Man at yeah. one point. Well, you know? too, but he's still he's still a bit of chaos, you know? Yeah. Like, that's why Loki likes that character, because he's mm-hmm. like, you, are, you and I are the same. Like, I, he's just chaos, you know? Well, that's why, like, when he and Thor are fighting... I don't even remember what they... Oh, they take they take down one of the things together. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, there's that awesome little <laughs> moment where he just punches, punches Thor in. off of, off of this, out of shot. <laughs> that was wonderful. Well, you know, oh. there is... I mean, you might not remember, but remember, at the end of The Incredible Hulk, he's he learns how to control oh, that's right. the Hulk at the very end. That is right. He is, he, he's he got learns, that shot where he's yeah. like meditating and then his eyes go green. Yeah, he learns how to control it. So right. I forgot There's a little uh, Easter yeah. egg for you. Speaking I haven't of, watched that movie in a long time. Either. Speaking of Easter eggs, the after the, the first ending is um, an amazing reveal. Yeah. If you don't know, uh, did you stay for the credits? Did you stay till the very end of the credits? I didn't stay for the very end of the credits. I oh. thought that the, the, the oh, shot Joe. of Thanos was mm. the no. Was, was but it. Uh, there's yeah, one but, more great thing. Shit. But Thanos, <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. My wife's like, "No, that was it. We got to go." I'm like, "All right." Okay. Yeah, no. There's two. Podcast. There's but two. Thanos makes sequences. an appearance, and if uh, people listening to this podcast, you know who Thanos is. He's a uh, he's a Titan born on the uh, moon of Saturn, and he <laughs> is badass. Mm. And yeah. he has an obsession with death, and he falls in love with death, and so his whole purpose in life is to kill people to make her happy, and yeah. And he's always after the Infinity Gauntlet. Yep. Which. Uh, people people were always suspecting that Thanos was going to be the villain in this movie because there was a shot of the Infinity Gauntlet in Thor, like when when they're walking through the the vault um, mm-hmm. in Thor where where the Destroyer is. There was a shot of the Infinity Gauntlet in there, and they took it out. Which the only reason you would do that is if it had some kind of plot, you know, like you needed to have mm-hmm. the canon tight for that element. Um, but obviously, they had some other awesome tight plot elements in, in so, already so already in the working. Ad, other part to me then. What oh, so uh, the, the last. They, but but since they cut it out, they they you know people were always suspecting he was in that, and he kind of is the villain. Like yeah, it's oh no, sort he's, of is so, true. He's, he's, he was the one that was behind this. He's behind yeah. everything. Well, yeah, because I mean, he's telling thing, you know he's telling Loki what to do, sort like giving Loki the power. Mm-hmm. But Loki is sort of the villain of the movie. Um, 
So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, obviously, yeah, I'm guessing at the end of Thor 2, probably Thanos is going to be unleashed because... Probably. Uh, or Iron Man. You know, uh, Thanos' first appearance was in Iron Man something, 50-something. One, one of the great things about the way they, they, they leave these characters, which they leave the characters in an amazing spot uh, for, for making the next movies, but one of the great things is the relationship between Thor and Loki. There's so much potential there because in their last moment, when, when right before Loki stabs him, Basically, uh, like there, there is this sort of tension there where you feel like Loki could be good again. Where you, like Thor sort of believes in him and is like, "I can turn you around." Obviously, he doesn't. Um, but they've already been talking that like the plot of Thor two is going to involve the two of them getting back together, which means Avengers two when they fight Thanos, Loki is going to be fighting with the Avengers. What? Yeah, that's cool. Well, I mean, well, Loki will protect Asgard for sure. Yeah, I mean, he's well, he, and he's done it well. Siege was a great comic Th- series, but Thanos already uh, has promised. Basically, he's going to try and kill Loki. Yeah, since he just failed. So, I mean, Loki has motivations to help him, but and you know the the last like tag scene was amazing because you always expect something amazing to happen, and uh, yeah, it doesn't. It's them. What are they eating? What? Uh, uh, no, it's, no, it's um, uh, no, it's, it's uh, something uh, specific. Sh- Shamus. Sh- what's he? Oh, what um, he was talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, the, the last the, scene is like a minute of them just eating the shit in a, like a total blown out and restaurant. It just, it just goes and goes. Yeah, he and just lets it run. Anything. It's just quiet. Yeah, they <laughs> know. Yeah, it ends with like Thor finally taking a taking a bite, and like Bruce has got a, a whole bunch of empties right next to her, like empty food boxes <laughs> so, yeah, next to him. That's the last scene. Is yeah. is really brilliant because he even set it up saying oh, we went back and shot this amazing final <laughs> credit <laughs> yeah. scene. And, Were yeah, they all still in costume, all messed up and everything. Yeah, yeah, they still got the like it's a pickup. Like they went. They had to get everybody back together, get their costumes on, and then sit and eat eat food for probably five but, minutes while they shot. You know, shot we it. should mention that how great Mark Ruffalo is as Bruce Banner. In yeah, this he movie. did a good job. Did, I, he, I'm he, not a fan of his. Like I didn't. No. Like, yeah. I, I was always like, he's such a write off actor. But yeah. no. I thought he did a great job. Have in you this ever movie. Have you ever seen uh, the Brothers Bloom? Mm-mm. He's really good in that. You should check that movie out. Have um, you ever seen Thirteen Going on Thirty? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I watched that movie. De- I have watched <laughs> that movie he's really deliberately. Not good in that one. <laughs> um, he. Uh, what what's what's interesting is um that again a friend of mine sort of said this who's really into cg and and all of that stuff that he thinks that because they made the hulk look more like like um mark ruffalo in this movie the hulk looks more realistic like even than he did in the incredible hulk i think this hulk looks yeah, really good actually dead. i think he has he feels like he has weight to him yeah that's my biggest problem with like the early ones he seemed really like fluffy if that makes sense. Like he's really yeah. light, jip bouncing everywhere. This one, he felt like he had mass. Well, but uh, I think yeah, since, oh, yeah, he, yeah. since he looks like Mark Ruffalo, I get some character out of his face that I don't get out of. Well, the even other the Hulks. details. I mean, he had like the hairy chest and yeah. you know things like that. He still that, got his stubble. Yeah, yeah. So the whole movie's awesome, and you should go see it. Brad, what did you hate about the first half? Um, I thought there were some like dopey lines, and there's a uh, mm. not being a Marvel not knowing a lot about the Marvel canon and stuff, you know, trying to keep up with everything. And, uh, yeah. um, it wasn't until like the airship and, uh, uh, black widow scene with Loki. Yeah. The hell carrier. Uh, and then the black widow scene with Loki where like, I think at that point in the movie, it's like, it took off. Yeah. Iron Man comes in and he has all his funny lines. I love and stuff. Iron Man. It, it I love Robert. Downey really Jr. adds. Yeah. His, I thought his lines and stuff were even more clever than say, even, Iron Man one or two. I think like, so too. I love when he but was. That's that's the so thing about the, it's Joss Whedon. Sawyer dude. style, uh, like nicknames for everybody. Yeah. I was like, yeah. oh, this is great. <laughs> well, not Which, not just the nickname, but the fact that like that the the the, the, Le- the Legolas one is like you know 
You better clench up, Legolas. That was <laughs> like, you know, because I'm going to make you shit your pants. Yeah. yeah. That's a, a, I had a bunch of notes here because I didn't want to like forget. Yeah, no, like, absolutely. Overnight and stuff, but like, I felt like, you know, I, I rag on Joss Whedon a lot for not liking his writing. Like, yeah. I, but I actually felt like better than their own movies themselves, like he's handled in one movie, like developing those characters all at once. I was just blown away. Like, Captain America seems so much cooler in this movie because yeah. he's at a disadvantage. Even though he's a super soldier, like he doesn't get references. And he doesn't um, like he's just not on the same level with everyone. And then Hawk, Hawkeye and uh, Black Widow are not super powered at all. Right, they're just talented, so they can't go toe to toe with anyone supernatural. So he does things. He, he puts them. He doesn't like force them into a battle. He gives them side projects like go direct civilians or yeah um and then cad american lead that and also beat up people at the same time and uh just yeah utilizing all the characters so well i think mm-hmm. they did um, a good job of making hawkeye a badass and oh I, yeah because I mean, he had that like <sighs> fleeting scene in thor but i mean like i was like I, I had no idea how uh how good he'd be and i was like wow this is, he's really really good in this hawkeye's a badass what was cool <laughs> is that you knew there was going to be that shot where he like shot an arrow at a at something and, and blew it up without even looking at it. Uh-huh. But what's even better than that, I think, is the shot right after that one where he's he he pulls the arrow, he aims, he follows the thing he's shooting at, and then he looks away at whatever he's gonna shoot next and then releases. So it's like it, it gives you this insight into why he's so cool because he's looking at the next thing, yeah. you know. They did um, a really good job with yeah. Hawkeye. Do you, you mentioned the helicarry? Did you think the helicarry was cool? I I guess I mean is it, it, a flying battleship i don't but you did you think it it was stupid no it it made sense like it's a it's i know from the comics it's supposed to be a you know a base that you can't just go to one place all the time yeah it's constantly moving which is a smart idea for right so you know enemies can't constantly track you yeah it was one of the the elements of the movie that i was going in i was afraid of i was like Mm -hmm. if they if you know if they have a whole bunch of helicarriers and and it's just like a throwaway thing it's going to seem really silly but i think the way they treat it is kind of cool i was amazed that they it's gave a it like set a set piece like yeah it, there's no, so much totally. danger to it that you know yeah i think that, yeah because they try to crash it and all of that that kind of makes it cool you know yeah. if it had just been you know we're on a heli- we're on a helicarrier and it takes off out of the ocean and that was it i think it would have been kind of a, a lame throwaway scene but um uh, yeah, I, I yeah if it just flew of... around the whole movie and didn't do anything, it would've been like, eh. why? Yeah, why is it? But the there? fact that they utilize it as part of the plot, yeah, it would've yeah. felt like you know fanboy fodder more yeah. than actually. Like, how hey, remember cool that from is. the comics? We made it. There it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, you get to see this thing now. <laughs> um, you know what I love is Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> yeah. He's so fucking cool. Like he really he's, is. That boner, man. Would you just please know. put it away? <laughs> <laughs> no, like when he comes in and he's you know planning all his little Stark Industries spy little buttons, and he's like, and that guy over there's playing Galaga, and he yeah. keeps on going and going and going, <laughs> and then like five minutes later, it goes on like he's really playing Galaga. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Dude. And that scene, that scene, and the other one just like it that's just after it. Um, I uh, maybe impressed me the most about this entire series of movies because in those scenes they they interweave all of these movies and all of the plots so well that it feels so planned out. I I, I remember when Iron Man two came out, I was really afraid because I thought Marvel was going crazy because like that movie was was pretty good and there, but there was a lot of stuff in it that I felt like was all just set up. Um, and the same was true for Captain America, where I thought like they're meddling too much. Like Marvel is Marvel's got this plan and it's it's too big and it's getting in the way of these movies. 
But all of these little elements that I didn't even realize were interconnected and I didn't realize how they would connect together in those scenes where they're saying like, you know, we did this because of you and this happened because of what you did and this is why this, you know, and all of this stuff is all tying together and it was just, it was insane. Like, I, I couldn't believe that these people had planned this out so well. Um, to I mean, see that, it come together so well yeah. was just was, was what was amazing. No one has ever done this in movies. Like, I mean, no, it's... This, would be, this would be like if... Uh, if the Towering Inferno were actually a sequel to a whole bunch of little movies where all those big actors were some other character that we were supposed to care about, and then they made the Towering Inferno, you know, but that's not what it is at all. Like it, uh, it's crazy. I know. I need to see this movie again. Yeah, I yes, you do. I'm I want to see. Here's the thing: you so need to bad. see it in 2D, yeah. guys, because. Joe, did you see it in 2D or 3D? No, we saw it in 3D. Not okay. The, the three, I thought the 3D of it was yeah. actually done really well. Like it's it's still that push back thing. But yeah, it's still it's so like dark. not cardboard cast, but yeah, it's dark. And the, if you're like too close to the screen, everything that's on the edge of the glasses is blurry. Yeah. So yeah, because it really we was. In, we walked in 10 minutes before the movie started and got perfect seats right like right in the middle. Like oh man, it was I know it was like really really strange how well that worked out, but. uh I thought I, I usually hate 3D movies, and yeah. I didn't feel like this was jarring in any way. No, no, uh, no. In some in in some instances, it was actually pretty cool. I the thing that I hate about 3D movies is when people run or when there's a lot of action or something yeah. like that going on. I feel like too much is happening, and I can't focus on what I'm supposed to be focusing mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. This was this yeah. This was mo- a couple of times in the movie. I thought to myself, I really want to see. I wish this movie were in 48 frames because I would like to see. You know, I'm I'm really anticipating what The Hobbit does because. I think that if the movie were brighter and, like you say, if there were more frames so that it, things were not just blurry, the 3D might be really cool. Um, but but and it, and it was. It was good most of the time, but it was so dark. And, I mean, the first 20 minutes of this movie are at night. You know? It just... There were, there were so yeah. many times where I felt like there was a really good performance there from somebody like Tom Hiddleston that I, I really love that guy and I want to see his performance, but I can't see it because it's too dark. I just I couldn't stand. Yeah, it. I, I'm, I'm not, I don't think it was the the film. I think it was actually like the bulb they were using in our. Theaters. Oh yeah, it was no. terrible. It was totally the theater. All the theater projectors, they're all dimmed because they want to save right. money on buying bulbs, and, and it's, it's just stupid. Yeah, it's a it's a it's, shitty it's way turning to see customers a movie. away when you're yeah. trying to. Where did you guys see that? The mills. The mills. See, I went to the, the Belmar. I mm-hmm. sat on the digital, uh, 3D screen or whatever because it looked sharp as hell to me. I thought it was really, really good looking. The only thing is, is the blurriness of people running, yeah. you know, and mm. stuff like that. So yours wasn't dark at all? No, it felt fine. I mean, oh, like, okay. honestly, I, I and the 3D throughout the entire thing was fine. I mean, even when, like, that with that same scene we're talking about with Scarlett Johansson pulls the gun on Banner, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, the 3D on that gun. The 3D on it, and it's still a really dark scene all around her yeah. and, and stuff like that, but that it looked still really sharp and it looked like that gun was coming out and she was pushed way back. You know? I, yeah. And I feel like that was partially because it was like, it was shot sort of traditionally where the gun was what was in focus and everything else. And so we're looking at the You're gun at in the our gun. foreground and everything that is actually the 3d stuff is all a little bit blurred in the background anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, Because, yeah, you're right. When that happened, I was like, hey, I don't hate this shot. Usually I would hate this poking me in the eye kind of shot. Um, There was one later where Iron Man shooting a laser at my face, and that one I didn't like so much. But um, in 2D, you can see all the detail, and it's just really nice. You should check it out at least once. And the I'm truth sure, is, well, I'm, I'm going to buy it on Blu-ray for sure. Oh yeah, you know, but, oh yeah. But I want to go back out and see it again, and I don't want to spend fourteen dollars on it. Yeah, so, exactly. So sure, it'll be in two D. <laughs> I would, I would almost say that I think you know, 
one of the times you see it, if you see it more than once in theaters, I would probably say check out the 3D because it it is kind of neat. But oh, no, it is like it's it's one of the ones that isn't that distracting. Yeah. Um, and there are some there are some cool shots like I, yeah. you know, hammers but, but, flying at your face. But the, the action <laughs> the action throughout the movie like I saw it in 2D now I saw it in 3D as well and the action at the end of the movie doesn't feel less interesting or less exciting than it did last night other than the fact that it was new last night. Um, yeah. I uh, sometimes when I watch something in 3D and then go back and watch it in 2D, it feels more together to me. I don't oh know, yeah. Just, so so I'm, I will definitely see it again in in 2D. But kick ass movie though, man! Yeah. I love this movie. <laughs> it was funny. One of the, I felt like there were there. Were, I had a list of things that I didn't know that I really wanted out of an of out of an Avengers movie, and there were things like I really wanted a mo. I really wanted to watch uh, Nick Fury get off of a helicopter. That was the first <laughs> moment. That was the first moment in the movie where I just sort of freaked out in my seat. Like like Shauna was sitting next to me and she like just like poked me like, "Hey, don't st- stop freaking out." So I was like, "No, no, no. Nick Fury just got out of a helicopter and he did it, he did it just like he was in a panel of a comic book. It was really cool." You know, that was a really comic booky shot. Oh. Well, and then he he like he would reach for his gun so quick and pull that out so fast, and and like even when that when the plane's taken off, it's yes. like his first instinct is to shoot at it with yes. a pistol. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. How he may he even gives Nick Fury a cool, awesome, yeah. a few awesome moments in there because that thing with him shooting down the jet with a rocket launcher is mm. awesome. Well, when he's talking to uh. Loki in the prison too, and he's got yes. Loki in that, it, just the the ant boot. Yeah, <laughs> just I mean, it's Callbacks. total Samuel Jackson like the way he delivers, but. I mean, that's why you hire him for that part, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, and because they've been drawing Nick Fury as Samuel L. Jackson for years. <laughs> yeah. It was too cool. Man. Totally. Guess what? You can like us on Facebook, Real Nerds Podcast. You can also email us directly, realnerds at gmail.com. You can read our awesome blogs, realnerds.tumblr.com. And you can also follow us on Twitter, real underscore nerds. We'll be at the Denver Comic Con. As press at the Denver Comic Con. Well, we think so. Oh, we will be. <laughs> we got the we got the application. We just need to fill it out. Yeah. Oh, cool. So we'll be there. I'm gonna come by. You should. I'm going to. You better. I plan on it. Well, <laughs> very, very. Hey, Joe. Thanks for hanging there. out with us. Hey, it was really cool. Hey, really Next week this. we'll be seeing the Avengers. I mean, we'll have to watch Dark Shadows. <laughs> so, Joe, you're not coming for that one, are you? <laughs> no, I'm not he gonna was, come. For, for the I'm listeners, Burton, he was shaking I love his head. Magic. Oh man. Man, that trailer for Frankenweenie is almost good, except for all the visuals. Yep. Man, Tim Burton would be fucking awesome if it wasn't for Tim Burton. I agree. Bye. Bye. I miss Beetlejuice.